Friends, welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We are so excited that you have joined us today. We have a brand new Revving the Word episode today with our friend and guest coach, Brian East. Brian East is not new to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Many of you have heard Brian lead episodes before, and he is leading us again today. He has an endurance workout that he's going to be leading us through today from Luke 15, where he teaches, Jesus teaches about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. Brian is going to help us understand that being lost isn't bad news, but is in fact possibly a reason to celebrate. But before we press play on this delightful episode, we have some exciting and we think really good news for you. You are invited to join us for our brand new challenge, Project Stress Relief. That's right, we are going after stress. Together in community for 21 days, we're going to work together and gain the tools we need to reset our mind and our bodies the way God intended. And can we all agree that in this stressful, intense, uh, confusing time that we're living in, we need this now more than ever before. I know I do, and I'm going to be joining this challenge right along with you. Signups open tomorrow, August 23rd, and you don't want to miss this challenge. It's going to be amazing. You can join for any donation amount, but we suggest a donation of $15. You're going to join us for 21 days for this mind-body reset, and you're going to be joining thousands of people all over the world who are going after God and going after stress. Swipe up to the show notes for more information. There's a page on our website with all of the details. There's a video for you to watch. You will get all the details that you need to know to join us. And can we also ask that you share this information in this episode with a friend who needs to hear about Project Stress Relief or maybe needs to hear the good news that's in this episode on being lost and found today. Sharing an episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast helps others find and hear the good news of Jesus. And it is our goal to spread the good news to the ends of the earth. You help us do that. We're so grateful for you. We appreciate every one of our listeners. Thank you for being here. Peace. Getting the playlist started in three, two, one, play. Welcome, everyone. Good morning, good day, good evening. Come on, let's move. Just start moving your body. Whether you're going for a run or a walk, if you're on an elliptical, if you're in the gym, you're in your living room, you're outside, you're in a park, enter in. Enter into this moment. Be present right here, right now, in your body and with God, in God's presence. 
Yep. Get warmed up. As you're moving, roll your shoulders. Wave your arms around. Loosen up your neck. Whatever you need to do. Wake up your body. Get the blood flowing. Take some deep breaths. You are alive. Today we remember that movement is worship and our exercise is praise. And our whole selves coming completely before God as we are moving as we were designed communing with the breath of God as we breathe. So God, we enter your gates with thanksgiving. We go into your courts with praise. We come simply and truly as we are, worshiping you in spirit and in truth. Come, Holy Spirit, meet with us, for real, meet with us in this time, experientially, in these moments as we move. Let the truth of God go into our ears and conform us to the image of your Son. Set us free, spirit and soul and mind and body, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Woo! How's it feel? How's it feel to move and to welcome the presence of God all around you, within you? A scale of one to ten, maybe be a three or a four or a five. Let's get warmed up. Move your feet. God, we live and we move and we have our being. Let's move. <laughs> we once were lost, but now we're found. Yes. Yes, Lord. All right, as we move on, we're going to vibe with the music today. Let's vibe with the music. Feel the beat of the music and move your feet. So maybe with this song, you want to take your effort to a six or a seven out of ten. Do whatever feels good for your body based on what you're doing and what your body needs. Move a little faster. Feel your heart beating faster. 
you feeling a little sweat breaking out on your forehead? Bet you are, especially if you're outside. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, this isn't a competition, it's a gift. It's a gift to yourself, and it's a gift of ourselves to God. Hallelujah. But today we're going to dive into this idea of being lost and found. You know, like that line from the Amazing Grace hymn, right? Here's the thing, John Newton, when he wrote that song, he got that line from Jesus. It all comes from Luke 15, and that's what we're going to read today. Luke chapter 15, the whole thing. There's actually three short stories or parables in that chapter that Jesus tells about being lost and then being found. Lost and found. Lost sheep, lost coin, and a lost son. As I read the scriptures over you, let the words wash over you, let the Spirit speak to you as you move. I'll pause from time to time. I'll ask you to listen and to respond to God. And think about it. Feel into the stories. How does it feel to be lost? How does it feel to be searched for? How does it feel to be found? And I think you'll start seeing the similarities in each story. probably dozens of things but here's some things I want to highlight lost doesn't mean bad lost means lost second thing is lost means you belong you had a place of belonging you became estranged but your belonging was never in question you see that being lost brings forth a sense of urgency and it brings forth a heart of mercy from the one who's doing the looking. And lastly, you'll find in each one of these stories that finding what was lost brings forth public rejoicing and celebration. Belonging, urgency, mercy, and celebration. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. start reading and get ready because the music's going to kick it up a notch even as I start reading this scripture might want to move your feet a little faster dig in Luke 15 verses 1 to 2 now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus and the Pharisees 
and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this guy welcomes sinners and eats with them. Let's stop right there. Okay, don't stop. Keep moving. But check out what this says about God's heart and the nature of God right off the bat. Note, the religious leaders weren't bugged that Jesus was teaching sinners. They were bugged that he was welcoming them. He was eating with them, hanging out with them, having intimacy with them, friendship with them. What? So Jesus starts telling these stories to illustrate why he's so welcoming of those the religious were rejecting. So verse 3. So he told them this parable. Which of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I found my lost sheep. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Selah. Pause and think about that. one of you having a hundred sheep and losing one does not leave the 99 and go after the one until he finds it more joy in heaven Verse 8, well, what woman, having ten silver coins, she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there's joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Selah. Pause. Consider. What's God saying? What's the meaning of these coins? Now, different scholars say they represent this or that. It may have been some kind of dowry or a part of a 
wedding necklace that had all 10 coins. Here's the point, even if it was just money, even if it was just savings, the point is they had tremendous value. That woman needed to find them. Urgency, drop everything, hit the lights, grab the broom, sweep, super important. And that's how God feels about you. Oh, yeah. Bring me back to life. Hey, how are you moving? Take a moment, check in with yourself. Breathe deeply. What's going on with your muscles? Your breath. How sweaty are you? Did you speed up with this song? Did you slow down? Be mindful. What's going on in your body, in your breath? What's going on in your spirit? How do you feel about being lost and found? So we've read about the lost sheep. The shepherd leaves the 99 to find the one. Finds that sheep, puts him on his shoulders, and rejoices. The woman loses a coin. And sweeps the house until she finds it. And she calls her friends and says, Rejoice, I found my coin. Yep. This is a good place to push. <laughs> Kick it up. Verse 11, then Jesus said, there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the wealth that will belong to me. So he divided his assets between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had, traveled to a distant region, and there he squandered his wealth in riotous living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that region. And he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that region, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, 
Father, I have sinned against heaven and you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. Selah. Verse 18 says, I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. Verse 20, so he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. And then his son said, Father, I've sinned against heaven. Here's his speech. Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now is found. And they began to celebrate. Selah. Father said to his servants, quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Get the fatted calf and kill it. And let's throw a party and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Hallelujah. Verse 25. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come. And your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then the brother became angry and refused to go in. 
His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, listen, for all these years I've been working like a slave for you. And I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back who has devoured your assets with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me. All that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. Selah. father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. We had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. God saying to you? What's coming up for you? What are you feeling? What are you sensing? Respond to God. Respond to God. Tell him. dead and come to life, lost, has been found. Thank you for being here, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your kindness, Father. I invite you to 
start to slow down a little bit, keep moving. Start to cool down. Start to soak in the truth of God that has just been spoken over to you. What's God talking to you about? What is it with these three parables from Jesus? Oh, in each of these, we see truths about what it means to be lost, what it means to be found. We see truths about who we are. We see truths about who God is and what God is like. What did you notice? Did you notice that not once not once was there anger? Not once was there punishment? There was welcome, there was embrace, there was rejoicing. I think sometimes in the church we throw around the word lost or the lost. First of all, as if that wasn't us. But lost means lost, doesn't mean bad. See, lost means that you belong. The sheep had a place in that herd. That coin had a place with the other nine coins in that woman's house. And that son had a place in his father's heart and at his father's table. Each one was lost. They were estranged. But each one was found. There was restoration. Whether or not they belonged was never in question. But the estrangement was overcome by the rescue. The estrangement was overcome by the rescue. Come on. And that's because the one who is doing the looking, heaven's search and rescue team led by 
and God himself. The Bible says Jesus came to seek and save the lost. The one who is looking, who is searching, has a sense of urgency. In each of these stories, there's a sense of urgency. And in each of these stories, there is mercy, and there is compassion, and there is tenderness, and there is rejoicing. The shepherd didn't beat the sheep. The woman didn't throw furniture and scream and curse at the coins. And that father, he didn't yell at his boy. He didn't say, well, I'm glad you came home, son, but before before we can celebrate, I'm going to have my servants whip you for a while. Didn't say, but first, son, you need to do some chores and earn your way back into good standing in this family. No. There's no earning. There's no punishment. There's compassion. And there's a welcome. And there's embrace. And there's rejoicing. Public rejoicing. Every single one of these stories, others are invited to rejoice. In the same way, there's more joy in heaven. <laughs> there's more joy in heaven. Oh, man. Yep. Take some deep breaths. Soak in the truth of God. Roll your shoulders. Rotate your head around. Cool down. Soak. Holy Spirit, bring revelation of the love of God. Inhale in through your mouth. Out through your mouth. Here's the truth. You belong. You have always belonged. You have never not been loved, not been accepted, not chosen, not embraced, and not welcomed by the Father. You have always belonged. The truth is Jesus came to seek out and save you, to bring you home, to put you upon his shoulders and carry you back to safety. See, God dropped what he was doing, turned on the lights, grabbed a broom, moved the furniture, and swept and searched 
until he found you. You're worth being found. You, daughter of God, you, son of God, you were always Abba's child. You were always Abba's child. You left home, and you made a mess, but your Abba was watching for you. He went running to meet you. He didn't even let you finish telling him how unworthy you are. He embraced you, welcomed you, honored you, and threw a party for you. My precious child was lost and now is found. Was dead, but is now alive. Thanks be to God.